Hey, start. This is so wait, wasted what information. I was start, saying. Start over. I screwed that. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Cut this out. This is wasted information. Wasted information. So, do you ever have like? When you were younger, your dad just told you some stuff. And even back then, you were, like, suspicious of it, but you hadn't... We didn't have, like, the power of the internet to fact-check anything, so you just kind of took no. it. No, my, well, for, my dad didn't tell me shit, first of all, so he was a mystery. Mine was more about wrestling stuff. Like, I always just ask him, like, who his favorite wrestler was, and he used to tell me about this guy up in Chicago named Moose Cholock, and he said... <laughs> Yukon <laughs> Moose Cholock and said his finishing maneuver was the El Squasho. I was like, that makes no sense. Like, none of that <laughs> is coherent. And then today I was looking because I'm obsessed with Moose Cholock as a person and a character. And he, as a <laughs> giant dude, come to the ring with a giant so wait, moose head on. It is, it is a real person. Yes. His name is, well, his name is what, well, he's passed now, but his name was. Edward Cholock and he went by Yukon Moose Cholock. He was like probably like six four, like four hundred pounds, big ass dude. And he would come to the ring with a big moose head on and make a moose call, I think. Like a, but uh like a real moose head? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's taxidermy. I just know it looked like a moose. But then the one thing I could never I learned that a while back. But I I've always been obsessed with the El Squasho. I was like, that makes no cognitive sense of a guy from Chicago calling himself Yukon Moose Cholock, but his <laughs> finishing maneuver is broken Spanish in El Squasho and just randomly looking it up today because every once in a while I go back to looking up Moose Cholock facts fucking right on his Wikipedia page it said his finishing move the El Squasho and I was like <laughs> he was right this whole time because back is, in the day is this, he, is this what? what's haunting your nightmares is a giant man in a moose head. No, it's watching not. you. <laughs> you can break it down to that. Say I'm afraid of moose cholog, but really I was afraid <laughs> of the misinformation. I was afraid of uh, not knowing. That's where I, it's like FOMO. It's like fear of missing just, out, but it's on information. Not, not trust people now. It's just, you want to trust your dad, but it's, it's your father, but it just sounds so outlandish. Cause well, the one, cause I caught him on before, cause he used to talk about Tito Santana <laughs> uh, doing the flying burrito. I was like, that's not right. And I always looked it up. I couldn't find flying burrito. turns out he was confusing that with Manny Fernandez who did call his move, the flying burrito, but it was the uh, same move. Well, I mean, you're <laughs> still doing it. It's just a different person, yeah, but it's just as in wrestling, they call it, like their signature maneuvers, they call it their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Tito just called it a flying forearm, but Manny called it a flying burrito. Did he like wrap his arm in a tortilla? I never got that far. I That's, doubt that it, should have been the move. He should just like pull the tortilla out of his pants and just like wrap it around his arm and then just <laughs> corner flour though. It would have had been flour to like wrap around and hold. Yeah. Corn would have tasted better, but it wouldn't have been as structurally sound. <laughs> Either way, getting hit with that would probably be scary. Are Speaking you, of scary, are you trying to segue us back into yes, into fears, and it's not really back into it. We haven't got to it yet. That's true. <laughs> Before we get too far, what are you uh, what are you drinking today? Well. 
I the last <laughs> time we recorded, I'm I bought this and I shit on it because I said it was gross. But for some, and it was the only alcohol I had in the fridge today. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just drink them." But they're actually a lot better for some reason, and it's Bud Light <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> oh, hey. And like I tried one, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm drinking it." I that's why in the uh, pre-show, like pre-show, the uh, happy hour. If you listen to that, if you keep that part of the recording in, I have like an aha moment drink. It's like, huh, that's actually better than I remembered. <laughs> so I actually kind of, I kind of dig Bud Light lemonade now. Interesting. What are you drinking? Um, I like how I waited for you to talk before I said it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, that's the theme we're, talking over each other. We're, we're professionals. That's what what we are you drinking? Here. So. I have one that uh, picked up at the local grocer today from Deschutes Brewery in Bend, Oregon. Ooh. You say Oregon or Oregon? I don't know. I don't care. It's weird when people say Oregon. It's like Nevada and Nevada. No one says Nevada. People <laughs> not from Nevada say it. Like, well, because you go to Sierra Nevada or Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada. It's like... A, it's like a Notre Dame, Notre Dame situation. No one, it's not the hunchback of Notre French Dame. One is, only the French one is Notre Dame. But fucking growing up in South Bend as a child when that movie came out, hearing adults say hunchback of Notre Dame and being pissed oh, yeah. off because you want to correct them. So anyways, what you drinking? Anyway. <laughs> I have the uh, the fresh squeezed IPA from Deschutes. They squeezed an IPA? The can, yeah, the can is literally uh, a hop. What do you call a thing of hops? A hop. Uh, a hop. Hop one bud. Hop, one hop being squeezed hop bean. in a vice. A chunk of hop. It says impossibly juicy, undeniably refreshing, freshly squeezed. No fruit was harmed in the making of this beer. So I, I don't actually know what's in it, but apparently Deschutes has been uh, around since 1988 in Bend, Oregon. Ooh, it's can conditioned for quality. Live yeast was added to the can and allows the beer to age gracefully and stay fresher longer. It's the freshest within four months of canning. When the fuck was this canned? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm looking at I'm it just now. researching hop. I put hop plant and it comes up as a common hop. It's canned June 16th, 2020. So yeah, I'm well inside the four months. The scientific name for our hops is Humulus Lupulus. <laughs> <laughs> higher class of, well, it's called the common hop, but the higher classification is hops. I mean, yeah. So, higher do, do classification have, means plural. Do you have do you have uncommon hops? Maybe those are probably Maybe. still Humulus Lupuluses. Is it Humuli Lupuli or Humulus Lupuli? <laughs> I haven't taken Latin in forever. It's got to be. Humali Lupulus, right? I don't know. Get Stebbins on the phone. <laughs> Some, someone call up your... Uh, why are we doing this in the, the real one? We're getting, getting <laughs> ways that Either way. This is a conversation for the happy hour that we have. So we're talking anyway. about fears today. Are we? All right. So we got to... What's, what's, what's scaring you? What's, well, what's shaking in your boots? Wait. Is that how it works? Well, what's, let's... Well, because I took some notes earlier. Because I actually... Shit thought of this for about a couple minutes that's more than we've thought about it because different kinds of fears because you can have fears based off a situation you can have fears that you 
you're afraid of something, but it leads to a bigger or a more broad thing that you're mm-hmm. fear, afraid of. Talking about trauma, let's talk about yours real quick. Turkeys. Which, which one? <laughs> turkeys. You're afraid of oh, turkeys. Okay. Not, you're like, there's nothing. It's like, why are you afraid of turkeys? Because you got scared terrifying. by a turkey when you were a child. That's trauma. So you've held on to that trauma of being scared by a turkey. Okay, but also, even if you weren't ever scared by a turkey, and you were, all of a sudden, you've never seen one of these beasts before, and then you were placed in an empty room and locked in there with a turkey, wouldn't you be scared? Come on. Not to the point of a damn near phobia like you, but yours is bred from the trauma of being a child on Thanksgiving, looking out your front window (laughs) and having a turkey fly into (laughs) at the window. Your dad told me this through tears. It was not Thanksgiving. What was it? He told you. He told you this on Thanksgiving. You were at our house on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why else would there have been turkeys? No, because my neighbor raised turkeys. No, I thought they brought them out for Thanksgiving. No, he told me laughing through tears. So there was some (laughs) miscommunications there. You already mentioned at the beginning of this that your dad didn't say anything. You're embellishing my fear origin stories. Either way, a turkey jumped up onto the windowsill while you were looking out the window, left you quaking in your boots, and you hey. never trusted a turkey since. I was I was just a wee lad playing with my blocks in the living room, minding my own business. Those turkeys didn't need to come torment me. You realize that's not the only time I've been tormented by turkeys, right? Well, besides the time... Going back to one of my early discussions on last happy hour about, you know, something bothers someone or somebody doesn't like something. And so you keep doing it. So every time I don't seek out turkeys, but every time I see one, I take a picture and send it to you. Yeah, you do. You do. Because I'm out in the boonies. So they're a little more common. I do have a customer who has a taxidermy turkey in their customer or in their garage. And I really want to take a picture of it, but I figured that'd be too, that'd be reaching. It's like posed uh, and shit. It's on a branch. It's high up. Oh God. So yeah, that's, I think that's what solidified, like cemented the fear in my head was in like fourth or fifth grade. So I was still pretty young. I was at my friend's place and this friend lived out in the country and they had a couple acres and they had like a, a wooded lot out back. And we were like, they had some dirt bike paths and stuff. We would ride through there. And we were running through these dirt bike paths one time. And his, his dogs would come out there and run with us. But we were running out there. And I don't know if we were playing tag or hide and seek or some shit. But all of a sudden, we're down in like the valley of these two hills. And at the top of the hill, like a fucking, I don't know, war scene in the middle of a war movie this turkey crests over the top of the hill and just stands there and just gobbles off the top like of the hill, just stands there and just turkey calling. This is why I don't, this is why I don't make turkey calls. So, and then the turkey starts slowly walking down the hill and then we look up and then there's like two more turkeys and then there's like three more turkeys and there's like five more. And there was a whole flock of turkeys on the top of this hill. And we're in this valley between the hills. And like we're like, oh, well, whatever. And then they charged us. All right. There was a turkey stampede. They came running after us. And I was running through the valley, trying to run up the hill away from these turkeys. And the only thing that saved me 
was my friend's dog came running over the other hill and chased the turkeys back up and around and kept them off of me. It was not okay. Well, I had a half-assed similar situation trying where the I pranked myself. I was at a like a apartment complex for work and there was two turkeys on the sidewalk just wandered out of the woods there. So I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna film them. And they started walking away. So I just started following them and I turned a corner and there was about 12 of them just chilling yeah, there. Was like, they lure you I, in. I should get going. <laughs> Cause even out in the open, you think you have a chance against 12 turkeys. You don't. I did not <laughs> fuck them up. I wouldn't leave unscathed, but I could take them yeah. out. You might kick a turkey or two, but but then one of my other customers up there, this was up in South Bend. Um, they were like up by the state line, so just a lot of woods. But they had turkeys like in the trees, like behind their house. Mm-hmm. Those the ones my neighbor used to have. They got up in her trees all the time. wasn't good. But on the topic of like trauma, fear. Like I can also relate to you because I have a specific one, I'm a little more specific in turkeys. I used to be up until I was maybe like 17, 18, I was deathly afraid of Chucky dolls. And that was because my aunt okay. left me alone in the room to watch child's play when I was four. <laughs> and so that movie scared the shit out of me to the point where like if I was at the mall with my dad and my sister and they wanted to go into Spencer's gifts, I would stand outside at the fucking Remax kiosk looking at pictures of houses because I was afraid to go inside because <laughs> I knew there were Chucky dolls in there and I didn't want to be around them. And that's where a type of phobia at that point. I don't know what got me over it, but I'm still uneasy around it. But yeah, there was one time I was in there like as a grown adult human and <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like I was looking. I was still like eyeballing, seeing if they were around. And I was like, oh, I guess they don't even have Chucky dolls anymore. And I turned a corner and there was a trash can just full of Chucky dolls. And, like, Ooh. <laughs> and it like spooked me, but it's like I didn't cry and run away. I don't think I've ever ran away from a turkey, to be fair. I've I mean, avoided you, them. You just told a story how you ran. Well, hey, that was <laughs> in the process of building my fear towards it. Like, now that it is a solidified fear, and I will admit this as a 30-year-old man, I'm okay. still afraid of it. Fucking false here about the one time we were going camping, and you saw a turkey run in the bushes, and you panicked. You're like, we can't go camping. There's going to be a turkey in there. <laughs> Again, I avoided the turkey. <laughs> I did not run away from the turkey. Well, we were in a car. You wanted to turn around. You want, we were in line to get into the campsite. I didn't say I wanted to turn. I said, watch where that turkey goes and make sure he doesn't go near our campsite. But he did. Also, like, that was the same year we got fucked up by raccoons. But that's a um, different story. That wasn't a fear. That ooh. was just like a... Ooh, ooh. We do need to have a whole discussion about our camping trips. Though. Oh, God. We'll do that next time. Okay, yeah, let's not talk about next, next week. We'll talk about camping trips. But anyways, but yeah, but then when I was in college, I was um, on the couch with um, my roommate. We were holding hands like you do with your roommates. <laughs> but um, I mean, just flipping through cable because we didn't pay for cable. So it was like it ends up being bar rescue 90 percent of the time because that's what happens when guys live together in the mid 2000s yes. or mid 2010s. But um, there was just a movie on, and then 
we quickly realized it was like nearing like the end of child's play. It's like just right. But the thing with that movie, you don't see Chucky that much. He pops up a lot. Mm. That's a shtick being a little little doll. <laughs> um, but it was they were in like the toy store warehouse and the kid and his like older sister, whoever were running from him. And they were crawling up one of those like wheelie conveyor belt things that they used to unpack like trucks to just roll the stuff down. Yep. yep. And they were crawling up a big one. And it's like we sat there. We're like. Yeah, he's not going to make it all the way up and he's going to fall back down and Chucky's going to pop up at the bottom. So, yeah, that's probably that's got to be what happens. Like they're literally spoon feeding you the jump scare compared to nowadays where just jump yeah, scares yeah. every two minutes. And then he grabs her hand and then slips and he rolls down. It's like, yeah, Chucky's going to pop up at the bottom. And then he gets to the bottom and Chucky pops up and I go, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> with 100 percent sincerity. It still scared the shit out of me. <laughs> It's like I still had that in the back of my mind that I don't like Chucky dolls. I think there's something about the like weird. I don't know if like fear. Like there's there's like fears and like aversions to things, right? Like like after like the other weekend, I got stung on the ear by a stupid wasp. So <laughs> so now I'm like when I walk under the one awning out behind the auxiliary building in my yard. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like, I'm a little more cautious. I fucking hit my head on the chandelier in our dining room before I took it down about at least three or four times. So now, and then I was so used to standing up and avoiding it. And now every time I stand up, I like trying to avoid that area, even though the light's not there anymore. So like there's these weird aversions. So they, so I don't know if like my Turkey thing is a f- Turkey one's definitely a fear. Cause a lot of times like with That's fears true. like that, they come out of like, irrationalities like a turkey's not gonna hurt you like yeah every day like you can't be living in fear of turkeys like i go into a spencer's gifts a chucky doll is not going to kill me yeah yeah. but it's just i was scared by the movie and i just had that ingrained in my memory that i'm afraid of that there's definitely irrational things that are like like my wife is terrified of like bees and like buzzing like bumblebees are nice like they're not even gonna mess with you like, don't fuck with I had a humming beer, <laughs> a humming beer. I had a hummingbird fly like right up to my ear, scared the piss out of me. While I was talking to a customer today, just because I've never seen a hummingbird in person until like a month ago, because everyone out in the country has hummingbird feeders. Uh, Those yes. little bitches are loud. I didn't yeah. realize how loud their flapping was, and it, it just sounds like a big bee. Mm-hmm. You just hear. Like, oh, f- what the fuck was that? And when it's right in your ear. And then my customer is an older lady, like sweet lady, but she's like, oh, it was a butterfly. And I was like, that fucking wasn't a butterfly. <laughs> but I didn't want to correct her. Uh, I like, but anyways. I don't think there's a whole bit. Like, I mean, there's things I'm definitely not fond of. Like, I'm not a big fan of spiders, but I'll deal with them and I'll move them and like whatever. But like. Is that, yeah, and I feel like there's like one. deeper fears though. Well, yeah, that's there's what I was going like... to get into. Like one thing, well, I have one that's like a chain, like is a specific fear that you can broaden out and broaden out a few times. Like on the surface, it sounds stupid. Uh, when I say I'm afraid of whales, it's like one, okay. yeah, the animal, not the country. <laughs> that's but, fair. Um, the, the Welsh, well, I can't do it. There's too they're many white, but they're saying other. weird words. Fuck. It's all consonants. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the 
it's not like a whale scares me. Like seeing a video of a whale is going to freak me out. The it's the anomaly of a whale is like it's so gigantic, like in the water. Like if a whale decided like you're in the water, a whale decides to fuck you up. There's nothing you can do to fight a whale. Like if a whale wants to grab you by the time you even yeah. know what's happening, you're too far down in the water <laughs> to even make it to the surface before drowning. Let alone like the bends making your head explode or just the fucking air pressure that low. But then it's a thing That's of fair. like, it's not that develops to where like I've thought about this over time because I used to have limited data so I couldn't listen to podcasts <laughs> and I'd just be alone with my thoughts. But it's like you trail that and then you think of like whales, like how you're like video of a whale surfacing. It's like it's just darkness. And then all of a sudden there's this massive, like impossibly big so creature. Just whales or just the fear of like being small and your existence we're getting to that interrupting okay. fuck like it's a process of developing I'm, the story i'm trying to <laughs> trying to speed up this process yeah but like it turns into like a whale like just appearing in the ocean so it's like oh it's more of a fear of open water and like being in open water it's like but what is open water like why are you afraid of that and then yeah it's a helplessness thing because like if a whale yeah. like grabbed like there's nothing you could do like the fact that I'm I can swim to save my life and all that. I'm not like any kind of power swimmer because um, you need a lot more upper body strength than lower body to swim well, like mm-hmm. movement wise. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like 75 percent lower body strength. You so when, <laughs> I can. But it's like once I get in the water, it's like the helplessness of like, oh, I am completely out of my element. Don't fucking give me like just a big wall to climb up. Or like a tree to climb. I can climb with like no issue, but like going yeah. in the water, give me a life jacket and then jump yeah. in the water, then try to get back on the boat. It's a fucking process because <laughs> I don't have any of my leg strength to use anymore. I'm all upper body. That's so not so much that I'm not strong enough to get myself out. It's just my body goes into panic mode of like, I'm supposed to be using my legs right now and my legs are just useless. So it's more of a feel of like the helplessness of being yeah. in open water. And then it's like anything could get me now. I used I used to have the water thing, but it was like I wasn't a very strong swimmer. I think it was literally just because I didn't want to die in the water. It's kind of like if there's a tense <laughs> situation while you're shitting, like you're so vulnerable when you're shitting. Oh, it's like dogs looking in the eyes when they take a shit. <laughs> but like if like if you're in a public restroom and you're taking a shit in the stall and mm. somebody bangs on the stall door way too hard, it's like oh fuck, if they come and get me, it's like I got shit coming out <laughs> my ass. I can't really fight. <laughs> You can't throw hands and shit at the same time. Yeah. Just throw the shit. It's funny. I was actually like, not, not anything to do about this really, but I mean, the fear line, not the shitting and throwing it at people <laughs> attacking you. Like I was talking to one of my buddies the other day and I had posted something about like anxiety on social media and he commented on it. We started having a little bit of a conversation about like anxiety and coping mechanisms and things like that. And I was like, we were like, we got into a good conversation. It actually goes along with this really well. Like think about like a lot of your anxiety is based in like fear, just like fear of failure and fear of like not being good enough. And fear. like it, it was actually a really good really good thing like him and i started talking it out with each other yeah, did we yeah, talk it, about anxiety and stuff before 
I don't know if we, we've got we've talked about a few things here and there. We talked about like because some other about, mental uh, wellness and mental health things, but I'm talking about like my specific like thing I've dealt with where it's like the matter of like getting up to go to work. It's like get up like alarm goes off. It's like oh I want to get up. I want to work out a little bit. I want to make my lunch for the day. I want to get showered. Yeah. I want to get dressed ready. But then you're just laying there and you're telling yourself and you're like screaming at yourself. You got to get up. You're like, you're wasting time. We're not doing anything. Just like you're not sleeping, but you like can't power yourself yeah. to move where it's like a situation oh, yeah. that could be like, like you said, fear of failure in a situation of doing, want to do anything like go out for a sports team when you're younger is that, but then you're like fear of failure, so you just don't try. So it's like if I didn't try, I didn't fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about kind of like the motivation thing and like getting motivated, uh, definitely a few episodes ago. But uh, who knows what order we'll, we're posting these? Yeah, we'll we'll link it in the uh, in the show notes. But one thing we were in like back to like my buddy and I our conversation, we were talking about like coping mechanisms, and I was like, you know, two of the things that really helped me. So he was talking about journaling a little bit and I was like, I do a lot of like list making and then a lot of like, I try and meditate as well. And I feel like they're actually very opposite. Like the list making is like, I'll go through and it's, it's like journaling for some people. Like it, it accomplishes the same thing, but I, I just like name the tasks that I have to do and like go through and like list out my goals and my tasks and my, what's like weighing on me, like my fears right now. And like, Shit, even out of like planning meals and workouts, like whatever, just to get everything out of my head. Because like I have that, like when it's all in my head, I have this like fear of missing something. Like I'm not going to do something and I'm going to miss it and it's going to screw everything else up. So when I list everything out, it's there and I can visualize it and see it. And it's just not like weighing on me. But then like the meditating side is the opposite of that. It's meditating is like just giving myself the permission to sit back and like focus on myself and my body and not worry about all that shit so we were talking about the like like right now like i'm doing good my wife's doing good life is generally good and i just have this overwhelming like fear of well something's gonna go wrong <laughs> like like you're always just Man. going hey like everyone has like not everyone but i think a lot of people especially people who didn't grow up with a lot and people who like you know had to work pretty hard for the things they have and i know you're in the same boat as i am of like well shit when things are going good you you get this like well something's gonna get fucked up real soon like shit's gonna yeah, hit the fan at any moment and then you, sp you spend too much time looking over your shoulder waiting for trying to keep stuff from going bad rather than focusing yeah. on making things better and even, even though there, there might not be something there it's just this weird like fear of success you know like things might be good you might not have anything to worry about but you know you don't deserve success, even though you do, because you worked hard for it. It's just so weird. I mean, we're talking about irrational phobias. That's one of them. It was like the, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. What is, um, fuck, I'll cut some of this out. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're getting at. Uh, <laughs> people who like, oh, I got it, I got it. Yeah, so it's like the people who are just like self-sabotaging. You know, just like things are going too well, so they find a find something that's going to go wrong. They, you know, it's, I don't think I'm that bad. I'm not like self-sabotaging or I'm not going to make something bad happen, but it's definitely a weird thing. It always sits in the back of your head that you got to get over just like any other fear. So yeah. even it's, it's just another Chucky doll. <laughs> just fucking get over it. <laughs> Realize that it's an irrational fear and you have nothing to actually worry about. 
Yeah, and with um, I don't know. <laughs> well, fuck, I had a point and just fucking went away. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Is the movement from five inches from the microphone to four, and you just went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing too, like self sabotage and this like you said with Chucky Doll, where it's like you tell yourself <laughs> like you can go and dispenser, like you're not gonna get hurt by a Chucky yeah. doll. They're they're just dolls, they're not going to attack you. In the same way it's like with your anxiety telling you, Oh shit might go wrong, but like that's not a thing. Like you're expecting like some, some outside oh, yeah. force to affect it, like something's I feel like something's about to happen. For sure. Like, I need to be prepared for... You're spending too much time being prepared for the worst. You're not focusing on the best scenarios. You're planning for worst-case scenarios too much. Yeah. And part of that's just, like... And even if you don't have the, like, the confidence in yourself, and you don't have the, like, oh, I can do this, just knowing that doing anything you can to remind yourself that you, like, you have a support system, and, like, that system's not going to let you fail. I remember what I was going to say. What I was going to say was another thing with what's good about doing this podcast. One, just being able to vocalize it. It's like yeah. there's um like there was a Reddit page back in the day when there was only like 27 subreddits. <laughs> it was just the DAE that does anyone else. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, does anyone else do this? Like, did anyone else when you were in high school, like drag your finger along like the spaces in between the bricks <laughs> as you're walking down the hall? And so many people did that. But nobody talked about it. Everyone just thought that was a weird quirk of it. But like realizing the world's smaller than you think, like more, yeah. you're not alone in your thought. It's getting it out there, getting your thoughts out there, realizing there's other people out there doing the same shit you do, thinking the same way you do. But you're, you don't, nobody talks about it. Nobody like, especially with like fears and anxieties, nobody's talking about being afraid of things. No one's talking about like the crushing reality of life. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Is like, um, I got bills due and I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford them. But then right. there's yeah, lots of people dealing with that too. And it, a sense of community really takes a chunk out of the like effectiveness of the anxiety, mm -hmm. like realizing it's not just me in situations like with fucking um, uh, lighter note, just cause we're also kind of a funny <laughs> podcast. Yep. What was that movie that came out a while ago? <laughs> you know, the one, um that one <laughs> suicide squad i thought that movie mm. was shit it got well but then that was the thing it got horrible reviews by critics and then all the fans said oh my god it was amazing it was amazing and i watched it i'm like no the critics are right like am i the only one that agrees <laughs> with the critics this movie sucks <laughs> and i didn't actually see like, the movie so i have nothing to input here oh it's <laughs> trash but from what <laughs> From what had been told, it because they switched directors like halfway through it, and a lot oh. like there was like maybe I think a total of two, maybe fifteen minutes of the whole movie was had the Joker in it. When they basically filmed enough or had enough footage to make a whole Joker Harley Quinn movie. I was gonna say he was in fifteen minutes of the previews alone. Yeah. But he was, it's like, want to go back. My dad got pissed taking me and my sister and sometimes our friends to kids movies when we were younger, like Snow Dogs yeah. with Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. <laughs> it made it, the trailer made you, made it believe that they were anthropomorphic dogs 
during the whole movie, but the whole movie was Cuba Gooding Jr. and this one old guy and a bunch of regular dogs. And it's like, <laughs> and then Cisco was in it. Cisco worked at his dental practice. And then it was like a hallucination he had yeah, where the yeah. dogs like talked. And the same thing happened with Kangaroo Jack with um the guy from Blackish and then the guy that was the fat kid in Stand By Me that married I think Rebecca Romaine. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's got a brother. Yeah. Like they're both yeah. famous, but I can never remember what from. They were both oh. in the new guy. Yeah. I know a lot like of it, references. I just don't know specifics. It's like my career anyway. in college in history anyway. classes. I can tell you the entire history of everything, but I can't remember names or dates. <laughs> what the fuck were their names? Anyway, uh, what were you talking about? Fears. <laughs> uh, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, he was name. the guy from... Um, Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, he was too. also Jerry he was in one of the like He was in a lot of stuff. Sliders. One of the cop apartment. shows. Jag Crossing or something. Jordan. Jag? Crossing Jordan is Tomcats. Oh yeah. yeah. Piranha three D. He he was also in the one movie that we watched in Mission uh, to Mars. Junior junior English class in high school. Yours, mine, and ours? No. Scary <laughs> movie. Body shots. This is definitely a happy hour. The segment. Defenders, that's what it was. What was it? Defenders. He was like a lawyer. Yes. Man about town. Do not disturb. We are men. Satanic panic. The ranger, the cook, and the hole in the sky. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff. And the new guy. That's what I remember him from. This was also his brother. And they might be twins. Either way, I'm scared of Jerry O'Connell. Let's get back to it. <laughs> um, we were, we were doing so good. We were, but that's the show. This is what happens when you're drinking and talking. This is the whole point. Yeah, of this I was right. He did. Mary Rebecca Romaine, who was married to John <laughs> Stamos. Uh, she went from John Stamos to the fat kid from Stand By Me. What a life. Any last thoughts on your fears? Uh, what, do we, what do we cover next? Hopes and dreams? <laughs> maybe. See what happens. We can say whatever we want the next show to be, and it won't. It's a true. That's how the show goes. All right. I think that about does it. This has been wasted information. We haven't even gone 40 minutes yet. This one doesn't. This one only goes 20 to 30. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a short stuff one. It'll be fine. It'll be a wasted thoughts one. There's no information here. It's just wasted thoughts. Yes. Just just wasted. <laughs> the information <laughs> peters out by the end. From what people heard there about like 25 to 30 minutes in we've been here for two hours either way that's about it for today this has been wasted information i'm brandon i'm jimmy thanks for listening if you like what you heard and want to keep up with the show make sure to subscribe on spotify google itunes or wherever you go to for podcasts you can also follow us on instagram at wasted info or email us at wastedinfopod at gmail.com Until next time, this has been Wasted Information.